This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. That's the MMA Takes Podcast theme song, baby. Welcome if you're joining joining us on YouTube. Welcome if you're joining us on your little earbuds with your uh, Apple to Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever, whatever you want to indulge it. I'm gonna tweet out the link here. Dev, this is a live show, babe. I know you like to piss a lot. I don't know how much pissing you're gonna be doing here, pal. You got you got inter- Yeah, I got. Look, look at me. I'm jugged up. I'm jugged up, baby. No Mountain Dew. No Mountain Dew for me right now. Maybe a little later. Maybe a little later. <laughs> I don't. I don't got. I don't got work tomorrow. Maybe a little later. Let's see. Okay. Might, might be a late night. night. There we go. Oh, it's gonna be a late night. My whole fucking schedule's thrown off. What'd you binge on last night? Like who? Who was the one fighter? Cannonier, Cannonier, and Whitaker. And then because I had already watched all of Khabib's fights, let me send this link out. Man, I wish I could find something to set my computer up a little higher. Makes it easier for me to reach, but I guess I'll just have to fucking do with what I've got. Do it what you got. All right. We're live, baby. Come join us. And I know you don't have Twitter, but I'm going to tag you in here. Uh, I need to re-download it, man. Yeah, that's, you need to get great. Twitter. Love it. Come join us. I'm a fist guy on YouTube. Bam. All right. We're live, baby. We're live. We got one viewer. I don't know who's viewing us. Let me let me pull up the chat just in case they're chatting us. Nope, not yet. Hopefully, it's Timbo. Welcome to the Number Takes Podcast. Woo! UFC 254. I am fucking jazzed up for this. I have painstakingly went over this card. Painstakingly. I got in my head a little bit. The easy picks, usually I just, oh, that's an easy pick. I don't know who's going to win that. I started questioning myself a little bit. But then I went with my gut. I feel like I found a groove here. So what I want to talk about, Devin, off the top, you're not a math guy, okay? If the people at home listening just could read all the mean things you say to me via text. All the mean stuff you say to me <laughs> during text. You're so mean. So here's some stats. And these are just, this is just math. Then, you sound okay? like a victim. I am you a sound victim. Like a victim. I 100% you a sound victim. like a victim. Here's the stats. And these are just hardcore stats. I sat down for an hour today did this math. This is the most math I've done since school, since high school. I mean, I didn't do any math in college. All right, here we go. So we have done so nine cards. your math. Hold on. So Hang how on. are we supposed to trust this is factual <laughs> okay. and correct I if figured, you haven't done math? In, well, I mean, uh, sure, a- my math may be wrong, but everything I'm saying has been recorded audio, so you could go back and listen to it. I'll send you my sheets that I get it from. So we've picked okay. nine cards. This would be the 10th card we picked this year, right? Mainly you and I do pay-per-views, and then we've done one where you and Tim were on a team, and then we did one with all three of us, right? With Timbo winning that one. That was the most recent one. So- with our points, you have 37 points on the year. I have 45. Out of fights picked right, regardless of the point system, you have 58. I have 60. So I edged you by two on the f- fights picked right. And that's, that's just tight. That's very tight. That's and, that, cool. and that's just that's just us. Like, again, I've, I pick every card, and, and you don't. And I don't know your stats in front of me. Anyway. Our mortal locks, you have four, I have six. Those are tight as well, right? Um, I didn't I didn't do underdog locks because mortal locks, that's a guaranteed bet. That's who that's your best bet. The average betting odds for your mortal locks are always favorites because I mean that's what we do, is minus 550. 
Picking Valentina at eleven hundred one time, you're more locked. R- really yeah. hurt your average. My average is two sixty five. And then picking Amanda Nunes when she fought Felicia Spencer. Well, that honestly, there was a there's a, a Brazilian guy. I can't remember his name. We both picked him, but you made him as mortal lock. Um, excuse me, you made him your mortal lock. He was a minus eight fifty, so that was heavy Did too. He win. He won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only counting the winners. I'm only averaging the winners, <laughs> not the people you picked that didn't win. Same with me. So you're my you're minus five fifty for your average of mortal locks. I'm at minus two sixty five. So that's the math. That's what I sat down with this big fucking brain of mine, and that's what I did. So. It's going to be a battle. You you and I both talked about this card. It is uh it's a dandy. It's not it's not uh So that's so you picked 60 fights, correct? I've picked 58. 58. Yes. Um, what out of how many of how many fights is that so we can get the average? Hmm. Uh I didn't write how many fights we we picked out of. I mean, we've done 9 cards. We've done 9 cards. There's 12 to 13 fights, sometimes 11, sometimes 14 in every card. Yeah, add those up. And we can uh, we can do it that way. I was just I was just going I was just going through, and you know I write your name down and I count it that. And mine my score is always at the bottom, so I just went through and did that. Double checked it, did it twice. So uh, you know it's nice. See, I'm already rhyming. I'm all, you're 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 fucked. If I'm already rhyming this early, forget it, forget it, dude. All right, first fight of the night. Let's jump right into it. UFC 254. This is what we're here for. We have one viewer, one viewer, and they're here for the fucking picks, baby. Oh, Joel Alvarez, minus one sixty four favorite. He's seventeen and two from Espana. He is fighting Alexander Yakolev. He is twenty five ten and one. He's a plus one thirty four underdog. I'm going first because I'm going first. Um, this fight's actually kind of easy for me. I didn't like. I didn't, I've never been a huge fan of Alexander uh, Yakolev. Um, I remember he fought Gray Maynard forever, got 155, and I was like, eh, this guy's not my my cup of tea. He, he relies on wrestling. He relies on his strength. You know, he's not the biggest 170 in the world. He used to fight at 155. Excuse me. Is this at 155? Maybe did he go back down? This is at 155. Okay. Wasn't the big 70 in the world. He's fought he's fought Kamar Usman, so he went down to 55. Yo average is getting uh, you know he's getting some nice prices here from Vegas with the with the uh, with the uh, with the favorite special here um, at seventeen to two he's got a decent record I don't love his overall skill set he surprised me in the Joe Duffy fight but he is a finisher um, his one loss in UFCs versus Demir Ismagloff who is a fucking stud Russian so you can't hold that against him too much. Uh, with that being said, I'm going chalk here. I mean, this is Alvarez's fight to lose. I think he could, if it goes to the ground, I think his submissions are a problem. He's tall. He's lanky. They're both fairly tall and lanky for this division. However, I'm going with Alvarez. Chalky pick. Chalk, chalk, chalk. And uh, yeah, I'm going Alvarez. What do you got, Dave? You taking the under here? I smell under for you. What's the, you know, I, I, I flirted with it. Smell but, under, bud. Um, I just look at his record, like his loss to Roosevelt Roberts didn't, like, you, Roosevelt Roberts is like a small 55er. He's probably the smallest 55er. Oh, he's um, tall. He's tall, but he's not like – I like Roosevelt Roberts, but he's not like a big, powerful – you know, he doesn't rely on his strength for, for really anything. He's not one of those big, powerful dudes. Um, like me? And, yeah. yeah. That's where you're going with, pal. By the way, I dusted yeah, I, off the old – this is the old – oh, wait. This is the old MMA take shirt, the old shield. This thing's – been with me for this is my lucky shirt. So again, oh, and you made an you made. I mean, Crystal. I mean, how are you gonna fucking lose? How are you gonna beat me, Dev? Go and finish your fight. Pick Jared Cannonier. Go and go. We'll see. He is a Crystal guy. I've been watching the embeddeds. He loves his crystals. Go ahead. Did you see him arguing with? Did you see that him arguing with the little Muslim girl over who the best fighter in the middleweight division is? I don't think he's like. Was that on embedded or like an interview? 
I, I sent it to you on video. It's like oh, him. Okay. He met with his daughter. They're like in a cafeteria, and he's they got cameras on him. And she, the, this young girl, she's she's a, she's Muslim. She's wearing the deal. I don't know what it's called. Um, and uh, she, some whatever. I think it's called Sarape, right? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah, I, don't um, know. I should be more well versed than that, but I don't. Anyway, um, the girl comes up to him and she's like, "Anderson Silva's the best fighter, the best middleweight to ever exist." She tells him, "Jared mm-hmm. Cannonier that on camera." And he like kind of picks an argument with her. He's like, "No, I am, and I'm telling you that I am." So <laughs> well, I got a lot. I got a lot to say about Jaren Cannonier when he when he goes up. Let's pick this fight because we're gonna um, this so this yeah, card's a little light on the ass until the end. Go ahead. I'm going with Joel Alvarez as two. I flirted. I flirted with Yakovlev, um, but I just don't love Yakovlev's record. Um, I really, I really don't. Um, I think Alvarez. I'm looking at him right now, and I have I, what I'm looking at is minus. He's a minus one sixty favorite, so it's not a heavy favorite. It's mm-hmm. a bettable fight at he's that viable. line too. You can buy it. Like it's definitely, it's definitely a bettable line. Um, I don't know. I, I don't person. I'm not a huge better, and you know that. I kind of more analyze the fight and you're pick a picker. that way. You're a picker. Um, Nothing wrong with I that. Truthfully, Nothing wrong. And with I, that. I truly. Like I do truly think that Joel Alvarez just has the tools to win the fight. Um, and I don't. Like it's, it's gonna be early in the morning for me. I, I don't know if I'll be crawled out of bed by that. What? Time this one. Oh, you West Coast people. All right, that's easy. Next fight. Now this is on my. They switched the fight order up since I printed the sheet off, but this is a fight that I know you're very, very interested in. Case Canny, minus one ninety two favorite. He is fifteen two and one. He is fighting Nathaniel Wood, seventeen and four, plus one fifty four underdog. You lead the dance here. Nathaniel Wood taking this fight on relatively short notice. Pride of England, Brad Pickett, star pupil. Kid looks to be in a sixth shape. You know, he, he's only got one ugly loss in UFC, and that's a John Dotson. So I know you're a Casey Kenny guy, so I'm interested in see uh how you handicap this one, Dev. Who do you like? I think I know who you I like the, I like Nathaniel Wood um as well. I'm definitely not as high on I'm not as high on him as I am on Casey well, Kenny. Hey, um, did you just pick Nathaniel Wood or are you just talking about him? No. Okay, I like him. Okay, I, okay. All right, all right. Um, all right, clear that up. So it's weird because like Nathaniel Wood is more known as a striker and his one loss in the UFC is him getting knocked out. Mm-hmm. And then Casey Kenny's always been known to be like a really good wrestler. And his one loss is against a guy that kind of out, out wrestled him. Marab is, but he's a fucking animal. Marab is different. like, he's different. He could, he could beat every Bantamweight on the roster. I truly feel like he could. I think he's a hard matchup for every single I one of them. Tell. Beside, beside, besides Aljamain. But I think that's another reason why Aljo is leaning towards He's already talking about retiring. I think um, I think Marab um, could definitely be a champion in that division. Anyway, um, Casey Kenny looked really, really fucking good in this fight. I think after he lost that, he he thought he was going to out out wrestle Marab. He thought he was going to out scramble him, and he didn't. And I think that's when he realized I really have to get better on my striking because I, I I'm a good enough scrambler to beat ninety percent of the guys in the division, but guys like Marab that are going to out-wrestle me, I have to be able to outstrike him. And I think Casey Kenny made big, big, big improvements in his striking. Um, he fucked up Haile Alatang. Just fucked. Like, if he didn't get good. a performance bonus, he if he good. didn't get a performance bonus, that, that it's a sin because he looked so fucking good. Did he not? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the fact. Well, he, they, I don't think they kept him on Fight Island and got him a fight. That's kind of a bonus. But yeah, I don't know if he got a fight or not bonus or not. He should have. He looked fantastic. He sh- he looked amazing. Um, his body kicks were, you know, very were very reminiscent of um, of Jan Blahovic and and Dominic Reyes. Just that same to the 
under the armpit, that upper section of the ribs, just fucking cracking, cracking, cracking body shots. I don't, Haile Alatank's probably still pissing blood. I don't know how he took all that damage. And he fucked him up on the feet too. And he's turning into like a, a pretty good counter striker. Mm -hmm. um, he, he likes to lead with his power hand sometimes with just his right hand, but he is normally an orthodox fighter. I know Nathaniel Wood is a southpaw. Nathaniel Wood is a pretty good wrestler. Um, sometimes when he's not doing as much, as good as he wants to in the striking, I think he'll go to his wrestling. And I think there's the only person at Bantamweight that can probably outscramble Casey Kenny is Marab and Aljamain Sterling. I don't think anybody else can really outscramble him. I think Nathaniel Wood tries to do that. He loses that fight. And I also think Casey Kenny can hurt him on the feet. I think he's the more powerful striker. He showed that. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in on Casey Kenny. I don't even know the line, but I, I don't, if, even if he is a, a minus 300. No, minus 192 and uh, Nathaniel Woods plus, well. one, 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 plus 154. Um, you think I'm going to take Wood. I'm not. I'm taking Kenny, and here's why. Kenny looked great in his last fight. Came out south, Paul. Looked really good. The, the underdog pricing on Wood is very, very tempting. However, I went back and looked at his fights. He gets hit a lot. He likes to get in there. He likes to scrap. The Andre Yule fight, he went in there. He got clipped a few times. His fights in Cage Wars, his fight before the UFC, that dude would get hurt a lot in a lot of those fights, and he'd come back and win. He's got a heart of a lion. Uh, John Dotson caught him. Obviously, he's been put out before his chin. I don't know necessarily if his chin is a problem. I think maybe his defense is a problem. He needs to work on that. Casey Kenny's stand-up looked fantastic. However... Casey Kennedy better not come in here and think that he's going to stand up the entire time on Nathaniel Wood. He needs to mix it up more. Casey Kenny, if you watch the Manny Bermudez fight, who was four sizes too big for Casey Kenny at the time, he lit Casey Kenny up on the feet a little bit. Casey got hit, right? Um, but Nathaniel Wood, really quick strike, striker, fast hands. I think the value, if you're playing bets, if you're playing the game, the value is on Nathaniel Wood's side. Now, I think Casey Kenny is something special. I think you're right. I think the Marab thing is is maybe wasn't a fluke, but Marab is a, is on a different kind of level right now. So I'm gonna go Casey Kenny here. I think the number's a little high, minus one ninety two. You said he might have been in the minus three hundreds. That's what maybe you priced him at. I think it's a little high because I think Daniel Wood. They both have one loss in the UFC. One guy's a former champion. One guy's a, uh, I don't know if uh, Casey Kenny is a former champion in LFA, but they're coming from really good. He's a what? double champion, flyweight and bantam. Okay, so yeah. Casey Kenny was a champion in LFA, and then Nathaniel Woods champion in Cage Wars. Those are both extremely big hubs to get into the UFC. I think this is a really, really good matchmaking. I like this match. Nathaniel Wood looks to be in crazy good shape, but I'm going to lean on Casey Kenny. I feel like he's more active. He's more settled in now, and uh, I, I feel like he's going to win. And he's been on Fire Island since his last fight. He doesn't have to deal with the travel, and uh, he's in shape, you know, so he's ready to go. And it's a catchweight, too, so he yeah, doesn't catch have to weight cut back to 140. Yeah, 140. Okay, next up, my uh, second girlfriend in the UFC, first one being, Mace, uh, <laughs> being Mackenzie Dern. Liana Jojua, plus 270, Dog Dog City. Eight and three. She is fighting Miranda Maverick, who is seven and two. She is a minus 355 favorite. You know what I say. I've said it a million times. Betting on women's fights is going to leave you broke, right? It's just going to leave you broke. There's no excuse for Jojua being plus 270. She's one one in the UFC. Miranda Maverick hasn't even fought in the UFC yet, right? Good talent. She's young. She's like 23, 21, whatever she is. She's a fantastic talent. However, this line is absolutely insert how high it is. It is women's MMA. Joju is really good off her back. She's showed an arm bar. Her striking needs to come along a little bit. Uh, she's tough. She's that Georgian MMA right now. She's from Georgia. These fucking Georgians are winning. I mean, Marab's winning. That fucking dude recently won from Georgia. These 
They, they're, they're having this, they're digging deep and they're winning. I'm going the underdog here. I'm going Juju. I think it's criminal that she's this big of an underdog. And that's just free points sitting with me. Now, however, I'm picking Juju. But if you are listening to this or watching this, whatever you, however you're taking this in, I would not bet this fight, right? I wouldn't bet it either way. These, these are parlay busters. Uh, you can maybe take a shot at Juju with a straight bet, but it's not my cup of tea, right? But I'm going Jojua because I can't turn my... I mean, I'm a loyal guy. I can't turn my back on her. She's amazing. She's hot. Let's go. Yeah, I don't I don't love the line. Um, if you are going to bet this fight anyway, do maybe like a quarter of a unit on Jojua, just a single bet just because the her, line I'm is... I'm going to give her a full unit, man. What are you talking about? There you go. Give her hell. You, you would give her a quarter. I've, listened, MB, I've, MB. I've watched. I've watched a lot of podcasts like this on you know guys who are mid mid to whatever. I watched them all. Right, not one guy has talked about how hot JoJo is. Has has anybody seen she's this woman's hot. Instagram? It's not sexist to tell to say this woman's hot. She's gorgeous, right? She's unreal. What are you doing? Well, I mean, we can just look at it, and I can put it up here. To pull the it camera. up. Pull it up. Pull that one up where she was all sweaty. And on the mat from like a couple weeks ago, I know what it is. I'm a fucking pervert. Jesus. I'm a, I'm a fa- soon to be father of two, happily married man. But listen, the, the wife's eight month pregnant, guys. I mean, if, you, if, if you've ever done, I mean, look at, look, low down. Oh, look at her. I mean, sh- knockout. All right. Here's your pick, Dev. Let's quit being hornballs. Right. Um, yeah. So um, I was torn on this fight because the underdog number is really good with Ojua. Um, she's also really good off her back. Those are where her wins come from. Um, she's got try. She's got a lot of wins off her back. She has an active guard. Um, she has triangles and shit like that. Um, Maverick is definitely probably the stronger fighter. Um, one thing Maverick has that's kind of rare in women's MMA is like a good takedown. Like she's got good active takedowns, she's but she cool also. Yeah, Miranda, pretty damn cool name. Oh, too. look, she's uh, she's fighting out of Norfolk, Virginia. This might this might Tim. be a, this might be a Tim girl right here. Uh, mm. He can have her. Timbo, Timbo. <laughs> we could, Timbo. I would rather share the other one with you than have this one. T- uh. Timbo is is happily in a relationship if he's watching and his girlfriend's by him. Happily in a relationship. But are you pick, you going Chalk City here? What are you doing, bub? Here's the thing: is Joju is. Joju has gotten smashed on her back before. She's she's not she's got an active guard, but it's like I feel like when I watch her fights, it's like a Hail Mary active guard. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's she's chasing things down and 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 sticking them. Um I don't love her record. Um she's coming off that win, which is which is good for her, but which it's it's her win, she looked pretty good, but her her loss against Sarah Morris, like she she kind of just got crushed and then she got finished the third round. I think if Maverick can get on top and stay on top and not get subbed, I think she's got the clearest path to victory to win this fight. Um, I don't like the number, and I knew you're going to go with the underdog number one because that's she thinks she's super attractive, and number two, it's just it's a woman's bet, and it's 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 you gotta take a shot. I mean, you gotta you gotta take, you gotta a, take shot. a shot at a, hey, at a number like a that. It's she might be watching like, this. You gotta take a shot. I mean, I'm a married man, but hey, listen, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's right there. Or I mean, excuse me, Twitter. I don't do Instagram, but go ahead. Uh, um, so you're taking Maverick, right? Yeah, I'm gonna run with yeah. Maverick. It's a fucking mm-hmm. pick. It's just fucking chalk, and I don't love it because I don't love the number she's debuting. 
Um, but she's looked good. She's got good wins, like Pro Gonzalez and shit like that. So I'm oh, somewhat fuck. confident with her. But oh, fuck, like you? I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the line right now. Um, like five dimes has her at minus three eighty. Bet DSI has her at minus four thirty five. She's at bookmaker has her at minus four fifty. Hey, 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 crazy. Hey, like, hey, there's these no, lines are no crazy. free ads, no free ads. Don't don't tell you where like, you get lines at, man. Like, We're trying to get sponsored by Fandle, not five dimes. It's just crazy. Like all these all these lines are just like there's other ones too that are in the three hundreds, upper three hundreds, but like minus four fifty, like that. I don't agree with that. Line. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you off because we've talked way too long about this fight. There are so many other fights. This fight is so insignificant. Let's move on, okay? I want to hear your take on Dong Yung Jong. When I said his fucking name, great. Minus three fifty five favorite. He's thirteen to two. He's fighting Smiling Sam Maddie. Alvi, excuse me, thirty three and fourteen is a plus two seventy. You like the underdog? You like the chalk? You like the Korean? You like the American? What are you going here, bub? I don't like this line either, really. <laughs> like, um, I think Sam Alvey kind of stinks. Um, he did well against Brian Spann, but I also think Brian Spann stinks. It's Ryan. Um, Ryan Spann, there Brian Spann, whatever. He deserves to be called Brian Spann. I think he Brian's a way, stink. way superior name for the record. Um, Go ahead. Okay, I'll give you that one. Thank you. Um, Dong Jung has got good wins. Like, he finished Mike Rodriguez, but I think Mike Rodriguez is pretty fucking chinny. Um, it's a nice little. I think Sam Alvey just has such low output at times where it's just like, oh shit! There, I heard the clapper. That's got to be the first round, and it's the third round, and the fight's over. And he's like, oh, I guess I didn't throw anything. Yeah. Um, the booth is gonna talk about his crazy power and all that shit. Cool. He does hit pretty hard. He's got good finishes, but like he's he just gives up a lot of wins. Um, if. Daun Jung could finish this fight. Um, he's got big enough power to do it. It's just another chalk play. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Daun Jung. I, I just don't trust Sam Alvey's output, and he's also been finished. Um, and I think Daun Jung can hit hard enough. And if he can just avoid Sam Alvey's bomb, um, I'm pretty sure he can win this fight because Sam Alvey's just not. It's like John Dodson. It's like if he doesn't finish you, he's just not active enough. Right. So Sam Alvey, you you said something that's true. He does stink. Listen. He moved up to 205, and a lot of people are like, oh, he's got this crazy knockout power. He's knocked out one guy at 205. That was Marcin Pracnio, who has three losses in the UFC all by knockout. Does not have a win in the UFC. The guy's tuning as fuck. Other than that, Sam Alvey's on a three or four fight uh, losing streak. He has not knocked anybody out at 205. He hurt Ryan Spin a little bit, and this guy has the simplest game in the world. He stands southpaw, puts his back in the cage, doesn't move his feet a lot, likes to counter, likes to throw that left hand. Everyone knows his game. Dongun Jun looked really good against Mike Rodriguez. Mike Rodriguez, obviously the guy's never going to be a champion in my opinion, but he's super athletic. His chin maybe is an issue, maybe a little undersized at 205, but he's really athletic and he's looked really good. He's explosive. Dong Yong Jun just fucking sat him down with a beautiful right hand and knocked him out. Uh, this is a no-brainer. This is Dong Yong Jun. I would not touch this line at minus 355. Put him in a parlay. I, I think you're safe with a parlay play here. However, I would probably go prop. I think the prop to it not go to the distance. I think you're looking at over-under rounds here. I think maybe under one and a half, under two and a half. I think it might, could end early. Sam Alvey, the longer the fight goes, the more he settles in, the, the less he's going to get knocked out. A lot of his finishes that happens to him happen early in the fight. He gets caught. He gets stung early. Dong on June, again, I think is is going to get that done. I think this is an easy play. One of the easier uh, fights. This almost was my... Um, yeah. This almost was my uh, sent him home on the wow. night, 
but um, I, I, I didn't. I chose not to do that. All right, next up. Alex Cowboy Oliveira, he's minus 122 favorite. He is 22-8-1. He is fighting. Now, bear with me on this name. I've never heard this name pronounced before. He's making his UFC debut. Shavkat Rachmanov. I think I fucking got it, guys. Okay, I'm not John Anik. I'm not John Anik. You you got it, dude. That's that's the best you've done. I think I got that. That's the best you've ever done. I've never never practiced that a day in my life. He's plus 100. He is 12-0. I lead the dance here, and... I hear something in the background. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Underdog lock in the night. I got to pronounce his name again. That's the only problem. <laughs> Shavkat Rachmanov. This kid is from Kyrgyzstan or screw Uzbekistan. I think Uzbekistan. He has fought really. By way of Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. So there you go. Or Uzbekistan fights out of Kazakhstan. Bam. One of the stands. This kid is really good, <laughs> right? He has fought some really good competition, right? His grappling's on point. His striking's a little stiff, right? It's a little pushy, but he hits hard. I've seen him drop guys with body shots. I've seen him hit people to the head, and he hurts them. But his bread and butter is getting the, getting the fight to the ground, beating the shit out of it, right? I don't know if he's a prolific finisher. I don't know if he's going to come to the UFC and just be a finisher, but... Good cardio. I've seen Alex Oliveira be very confident this week. He's talking about how he's going to knock this dude out, and he's going to show him that he hasn't fought anybody like him. Obviously, I think this is probably his best competition, his best fight. He's been fighting cats over in Russia and Europe, and they're fucking solid. Plus 100, I feel like you're stealing there. It's a very baby underdog. Very, very small. I think maybe he might close in minus money, especially after I I put my my sign of approval on there. But yeah, this guy's going to be my underdog lock. Underdog lock of the night is going to be Ramanov. Boom! Little look at that. Underdog lock of the night. I've been cashing these motherfuckers left and right, by the way. My underdog locks of the night are must bets. This is a must bet. I think he's going to take Cowboy down. I think Cowboy's dangerous in the first round. I think Cowboy is strong for this division. Um, I think he is a decent striker. I think his striking gets played up a little bit. I don't think uh, Ramana, uh, Rachmanov is going to stand with him at all. I think he's going to fucking maybe stand with him a little bit. Put some moves and put him in the ground. I think it's gonna be he's gonna wire him out cardio. He's gonna he's gonna just fucking put the dog on him. Underdog lock of the night. Boom 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 boom. Devin, are you chasing chalk here, bud? You chasing chalk? What are you doing? If you if you got um Shavkat at plus numbers or you see him anywhere as plus numbers, you need to lock it in now because what I'm looking at, he's there. It's a pick 'em fight now. All the all the other. I just I just checked fight. today. Um, he's still looking. He's at like, still he's still plus money at my book. He's still the same plus one hundred. But he's good. At, he's good to close. He's good to close as a minus. I know. I know he will. But right now the plus money whew, staring at me. Yeah, if, if you can get him at plus. Yeah, because he was the underdog when I checked earlier this morning. He's going to be my underdog lock of the night too. I mean, oh, that, you chicken! I'll play. I'll play. Like, I'll play we don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. There you go. More dogs. Dude, this he's good. This kid's really good. Um, yeah. M1 Global Champ. Um, he's got a lot of finishes. All of his fights are by finish. All 12 of his wins are all by finish. He's got TKO punches. He's got people that have quit in the corner, retirement. He's got he's got like rear naked chokes. He's got good guillotines, triangles, so he's got finishes off his back. Um, the kid's fucking good. Um, a lot of M1 guys have had trouble in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I that's I, what I meant by I don't know if he's gonna be a finisher in the UFC. 
Because the guys that, that you're fighting, yeah, but I mean, you're putting guys out that would get put out in the UFC as well. So this is a big test. Cowboy Alvera, I mean, he's, he's, Al- Cal- Cal- he's, a, he's a legend. Cowboy he doesn't get Alvera finished would- much. I mean, the only time I remember him getting finished was Gunner. Yancey uh, apparently knocked him out as well, but that was because he got gassed. And that's right, Cowboy, other Cowboy choked him out, uh, triangle choke. Um, the way, he, but he had Gunner in trouble in that fight. Gunner came back late because he gassed out. Um, that's where that's where Alex Oliveira usually fails is because his car, his gas tank usually fails him. I've picked Cowboy Oliveira a lot of times with you. Even I do like him as a fighter. The guy's definitely fighting for a reason. He's got like 19 kids or some shit like that. Um, so he's he's definitely fighting for a reason. Um, he was on a he was on a losing. Seriously, in Brazil, like strap up, bro. He's got so many kids. Country Brazil um, too. He's a legit cowboy. Yeah, like he is. He is more of a cowboy than the real cowboy. You watch I your mouth. You. No way. <laughs> Last cowboy rides dirt bikes. This guy like probably takes a horse with no saddle. You know who's a bigger stuff. cowboy than probably both of them is fucking Devison Figueroa. I heard that dude is a wild man. He owns a farm too. He's got like a million horses. That dude's a cowboy. There's another dude that's a flyweight too. Um, he's the one that cut um Highland Paiva, Brazilian dude, the one that put that huge cut on Highland Paiva. Mm. Um, God, I can't think of his fucking name. I don't know. Um, is he a country, but, uh, he's, country boy? Yeah, but in Brazil though, so he's like slaughters pigs on his farm and all oh, that crazy yeah. shit. Well, that's country, baby. Typical. Um, but I'm going Shavkat. I think that um, I when I saw him earlier today, I I, I saw him as an underdog and I knew the line was going to move. Um, I listened to a lot of different podcasts since yesterday, um, just break really breaking down these fights and everybody's split on him, but I knew at that number and I knew with his skill set, I was like, Brian's gonna probably pick him. I'm gonna pick him as my underdog lock. Mm-hmm. And um you went before me. I think mm-hmm. you made me go twice. You made no. me go twice in a row. So you can uh-huh. slide in on here. No. Um, <laughs> I went first. Um, Do a second. I went first. Do a second. Yeah, no, this is my this is my turn, man. <laughs> Don't be putting fucking that I, out there. You, pick, I, um, you picked them too. I mean, you picked them underdog I, lock. Yeah, I'm picking them too. I, it just kind of like cancels each other out. But I, I want to see what this kid does. He's young. He is born. He's, he's born in '94. Every good, single dude. person. This is good. one of the few guys that has come to the UFC, who's fought in an established organization as M1. Even though they don't produce, I mean, every once in a while they produce someone really great. But every single person he's fought has a winning record, right? I mean, that's rare. Usually you get a guy coming in 8 0 and he's fought fucking nobodies. Guys who are like 4 and 25. Every single person this guy has fought has a winning record and he's finished them. So that's impressive to me. And this is obviously his toughest test with Cowboy making his UFC debut. Uh, I mean, all he's got to do is be in shape. He's in shape. His skills are going to take over for him. I mean, I just hope he's not hurt or whatever like that. All right, we got to move on to the heavyweights. Stefan Struh, minus 120. The skyscraper, 29 12. He's fight, fighting Tai Tuovasa, who is 10 and 3. He's a minus 102. Um, uh, underdog, slight underdog on tie two of Asa here. Pay one or two to win a hundred. Um, it's your lead here, Dev. You like the skyscraper? You like tie? Um, I don't like this fight happening. <laughs> like, Girl, why I not? <laughs> I just um, two of has uh, got a losing record. Stefan Struve's got like heart problems. He's retired. He's not retired. Um, I don't like when fighters retire and then unretire. Um, I would love to know the, the, you know, the number of how many fighters that have retired and come back and gone on a win streak or how many have lost the first fight after coming back from retirement. I mean, Conor McGregor's retired like six times. He won his last fight. Yeah. Uh, 
the one, only one he talks about. Well, only, only well, fight he talks about is a fight he lost. Well, Stefan retired because of a heart thing, and then he also had really yeah. bad anxiety. So I think he, I think he retired because it was too much for him. Not that he didn't love it. Some guys retire because they love it and they come back because they want to cast a paycheck. I think that's a little different here, right? I think that's a little different. I don't love the fight either. I, I will say that. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Go ahead, keep breaking it down. It's like. Struve has problems against guys like Tuivasa that can, you know, rush in and put big power on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he has problems with guys like that, but Tuivasa is just so like he's he's tough. He doesn't have the greatest chin, but he's tough. So you definitely need to be tough at heavyweight. You definitely need to hit hard at heavyweight. Stefan Struve, even though he's got like that weird TKO finish over Stipe, like Stefan Struve isn't putting people out like you know what i mean he's not he's not deading dudes like he doesn't have the heavyweight power i don't think he is very durable either especially anymore um but tui voss has got so many holes in his game he's struve has struve has submission finishes um i think tui voss can be taken down and finished but i also think he can knock struve out i think it's like a super 50 50 fight um I was just going to go opposite of whatever you did. I'm kind of leaning Stefan Struve. I think he might choke Tuivasa out. Um, but I could also see whatever happens, I won't be surprised. Like they So could, you want to you want to go on record? You want to go on record and say you're going to go opposite who me? Um I was thinking you're going to go I'm going to man, I'm going to pick Stefan Struve. I have a feeling he's going to get knocked out cuz I feel like you're picking Tuivasa as an underdog. I'm not. I hate Tai Tuivasa. I think the guy sucks. His personality sucks. I think his game is overrated. I think he got in the UFC because of his personality that some people find attractive with the shoeies and all that shit. I don't like him. I've watched this guy on the uh, I Am The Bay YouTube channel. I've seen him in practice. I think he's an asshole. He went to AKA for a little bit, tried to stir up his wrestling. He did not do this camp in AK, obviously, because of COVID and whatnot. So he, he, he trained there in uh, Australia. Um, I just don't like the guy. I think he's a little overrated. I think he's a lot overrated. Excuse me. He has power, but I think it's a little deceiving power. I mean, yeah, sure. He's got that one flying knee knockout. That's wonderful. Um, but Stefan Struve does walk into a lot of shit, right? I mean, Tai Tuivasa is going to obviously have the, the size disadvantage here. He's not going to have the reach or whatever. He's got to throw haymakers. He's got to throw big shots. That's going to gas him out. I think Stefan Struve finally, hopefully, fights smart, fights on the outside, throws some kicks, throws some kicks up the middle, throws a jab out there, keeps at distance, keep at range. Tai Tuivasa has been knocked out. He's on a three-fight losing streak, I believe. Um, he might have won his last fight. I can't remember. Anyway, I just I'm not a tie to a Vasa guy. I just don't think he's all that good. I think Stefan Struve, not as good either. But look at the level of competition too. Stefan Struve has fought fucking everybody. Way better wins, losses, whatever. He's fought fucking everybody. That Stipe win is is a crazy it's circumstance. A it's a win, but it's a crazy circumstance. It's I just think yeah. the biggest knock on Stefan Struve that I've always heard right is he just doesn't work hard. Right, he's got all the ability. He's seven fucking foot. He's put size he on himself, no and he just doesn't work hard in the gym. I've heard people say that about him. That's a big, that's a long-standing thing with Stefan Struve. It's the guy just doesn't want to work hard for whatever reason. He could probably be a world champ. He started the sport very young. I think he's probably still fairly young. Um, I'm gonna lean on him this way. I like at minus one twenty. This is a fight that I'm probably gonna bet as well. Um, I, I like betting fights that are very even in numbers, and it's almost like a coin flip. And I don't really know which way it's gonna go. I'm going to lean on this side and hopefully get him, but I'm, I'm like 60-40 on this fight. I'm actually fairly confident that Stefan Shrew is going to come out here, 
finally put a jab together, finally come out of here and fucking, uh, I don't think he'll finish. Maybe he'll finish Ty by submission or if Ty gets uh, tired in the fight, which is going to happen. But uh, I see probably a decision win, a classic decision win. All right, next up. Hopefully this fight, this is like starting to become cursed area, right? I don't even want to bring it up, knock on wood. Magomov and Kalaya, who is, what is he, 12-1, 13-1. He is a minus 290 favorite. He is fighting Ian Kutalaba. He is 15 and 5. He's a plus 225 underdog. I lead the dance here. And I've loved this fight since it since Ankalaev destroyed him the first time. Every single time they have matched up. I've actually picked this fight before already on a podcast before it got canceled. And I did the same thing. I'm doing it now. Ankalaev is going to be my mortal lock. I think he absolutely buzzsaws uh, Kutalaba here. I think Kutalaba stinks. And I'm putting a lot of money on uh, Ankalaev. I hate that he's this high. I really, truly do. You're going to have to put a lot down to win a little, but it's a fight that I'm very confident in. I'm actually going to probably play it three ways. Let me get this out of my face here. I'm going to play it money line, right, straight. I'm going to put him in a parlay, and I'm going to put him to finish as well. I'm all in on answer. Kaliyev here is my mortal lock over Kutalaba. I think this kid's the real deal at 205. I really do. I think he's going to have a lot of guy problems. I think he's super underrated. I think people only remember him for his last second chokeout loss to Paul Craig. Other than that, I think this kid is fucking legit, and I think he's got power. I think his striking is is good. He throws some really good straight punches, and his grappling. He's got good takedowns. I, I necessarily don't think he's a submission threat, but he's got good takedowns. Who you like, Dev? I think, I, listen, you've talked about Kutalaba before, so let's see what you got here, bub. Um, I watched a bunch of Kutalaba fights. I watched him fucking buzzsaw Khalil Roundtree, which is like his most impressive win. That was like, he just fucking ran through him. I don't know where. I think in that face-off where he got into Khalil Roundtree's head and Khalil mm-hmm. Roundtree just fucking folded. Because I I feel like Khalil Roundtree is definitely the better fighter. I feel like Khalil Roundtree should win that fight. But um, I watched a bunch of Kutalaba fights. Um, I watched his Jared Cannonier fight. I watched his Glover Teixeira fight. Um, I was flirting with Kutalaba, but I can't pick him. I just was. If he God. doesn't, if he, the thing is, if he doesn't get you out of there in the first minute 45, because he hurts everybody. Like he hurt Glover. He almost put Glover out, but then he gassed out and, and lost. I don't think he's well-rounded enough. I think if Ankalaev decides to strike with him, he can beat him in the striking battle. I think if Ankalaev can get it past the first round and take him down and ground and pound him out, he can finish him in the second round. Um, Ankalaev's got good takedowns. He's got good top control. He's he's the more technical striker. I would argue that Kutalaba's the more powerful puncher. Ankalaev's got really good head kicks. He fights better at range. Um, he fought, For a light heavyweight, he probably throws the fastest head kick at light heavyweight. Like The dude throws a fast fucking head kick. It's quick. It's you fast. Time it. You he, got, he likes, we got to get a stopwatch out, man. We got time it. Get him on that. Spam, what is that sports science show? It. There's that sports science show where they where they do like that. They like NFL does it. They 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 time shit like that. Yeah, I mean he's not a small light heavyweight. You might be right. How hard? Is, well, um, PFL does that. That's the one thing I love about PFL is they show like the the mile an hour for the punch, the kick, the prep, like you know the whole nine yards. UFC should adopt that. That'd be fucking cool. Um, but I'm gonna go with Ankalive. Um, I'm not gonna make him a mortal lock yet. Yet? Are you going to ride my <laughs> coattails, bro? Um, but I, I'm pretty confident in uh, Uncle Ab. I just think he's the more technical striker and he's a better grappler. He's got a better gas tank. And Kutalaba just gasses out. Like his Jared Cannonier fight, Cannonier was just shoulder rolling all of his punches, just walking him down. 
Kuchalaba was gassed. Like if yeah. if Cannonier wanted, he's, he's all he is. If if Cannonier wanted to plant his feet and knock him out, he could have knocked him out right then and there. Um. So yeah, I, I just think Ankalaev is a better guy. It's hard to pick. I'll Kuchilaba. never find it, and I doubt I even still have it. But I could have swore in our little group chat months ago you picked Kuchalaba. I thought you were picking Kuchalaba. No, I did. I did. I switched it. I'm on to you. All right. Next up, Lauren Murphy. She is 13 to 4. She's a minus 280 favorite. She is fighting Lilia Shakarova, who is 8 and 1, plus 220. Uh, I, uh, Devin, you lead the Nancy. Sorry, you lead the, with the females. I mean, obviously, let's speed through this because I think we all know who we're both going to pick in this fight. Um, I was going to pick Lauren Murphy, even if she was fighting Cynthia Calvillo. That's right. Um, I. I think Lauren Murphy's really. She's not. I'm not gonna say she's really good, but like she's a. She's good you can in that say position. That. She's, she's good. She's, she's fucking big and strong. She's good. Yeah, she's she's good in the clinch. She's got good power. She lacks head movement, but she's fucking tough. Like she'll take the shots to give him. She's a hard puncher. Um, she's got decent grappling, a decent top game, decent striking. She's really really tough. Um, and she's she's one of the bigger women's flyweights. Um, I'm pretty sure Shakarova is coming up. From 115, um, I've I've seen a I've seen some I've watched some of her tape. Um, she likes to rely on the grappling. I just think Laura Murphy is going to be the bigger girl, the stronger girl. And when it comes to women's fights, um, they're not as technical as men. Um, so the more athletic and the more the stronger ones you no- normally win. Um, look at Jessica Andrade and Chikagian. Like that's a perfect example. Just a bigger, more athletic, stronger girl. Um, got it done. I think Laura Murphy will do that. Even though Chikagian is taller, obviously. Andrade is, you know, more beefy and a lot stronger. And I just think Lauren Murphy is going to be the stronger girl here. Um, I'm going to go with Lauren Murphy. Yeah, I, I didn't look any tape up of, of the girl, the short notice replacement girl. I just think Lauren Murphy's hot right now. She's on a three-fight win streak. She's beating top competition. She's going to the ground with girls who are legit threats on the ground. No problem. She's big. She's strong. The only negative thing about Lauren Murphy is her age. She's 37 years old. When is that going to finally catch up to her? I don't think it will. I think she's super athletic. She's super in shape. She's with a great team, great mindset. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm all in on Lauren Murphy. This is a female fight I would bet because I'm that convicted in Lauren Murphy. All right, next up. Was that a main car fight? Yeah, that was a, that was a kick off the main yep. car. That's a rough... That should... That shouldn't, Ankle live. Can't... Ankalaev kicks off the main card. Excuse me. That's right. It's a six yeah. fight main card. Um, all right. So next up, Phil Hawes, who is eight and two. He's a minus 280 favorite. He is fighting Jacob Malkoon, who is four and oh, he's a plus 220 underdog. I lead the dance here. Um, listen, I I've heard of Phil Hawes for years. Wrestling standout, stud, trains with Jackson, used to. I don't know if he still does. Was on the contender series, got knocked out. Got brought back, won in a fantastic fashion. Didn't even look happy. He said, my journey just began. I feel like he he took a lot of the shit people were saying about him, how good he was, and he really, really felt that, right? He went in there. He's laid some eggs. His chin has been tested. He has been knocked out before. But he's got wrestling. He's got striking. He's got explosiveness. The kid is the real deal at 185. Here comes Jack Malcolm. 4-0, right? Nothing impressive. I've seen all four fights. Watch them on YouTube. Rob Whitaker's main training partner. The guy's got competent striking. His, his hands look really good. His boxing look really good. He does not fight like Rob Whitaker. Doesn't kind of have that karate stance, but he presses forward. He's aggressive. He likes to r- grapple as well. Like he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't shy away from the grappling, but his boxing is really good. I had a just a quick, quick little thing in my head that Malcolm could catch Hawes because Hawes has chin problems before. He's been knocked out. 
but I, I just can't I can't risk that. I am gonna probably bet heavy on Haas as a, as a single play here. I think he's could be the potential future of this division. I think his athleticism's off the charts. The more he learns about MMA, the more he learns about his confidence, defense, all that stuff. I think he's gonna be a fucking problem. Um, I'm going Phil Halls here, minus two eighty. I'm not scared of that number. I'm gonna play him straight. I'm gonna play him a prop. Malcoon. Four fucking and oh, fought nobody's right. He's Australian based. These Australian guys usually don't light the world on fire. However, he's training Rob Whitaker in a good camp. Plus 220. If if you're a Malcoon fan, if you're an Aussie, if you're down there from Aussie land, you might want to play that. I'm not going to play it. I'm going to go Hoss here. Give me an underdog yeah, play, um, Dev. Do it. I'm I'm not picking. I'm not picking Malcoon either. I'm going to go with Phil Hawes as well. I just don't. I watch. I watched his four fights as well. They're on YouTube. He's um, Jacob Malkunas looks good. He's got decent feints, decent striking. Um, but he's I feel like not... I feel like sorry to cut you up. I just feel like this might be upset tonight. I don't have the balls to take it. If you're watching this or listening to this, you have the balls to take it. Do it. This could be upset tonight. I'm scared. I literally wrote down but, nervous on here. I'm fucking nervous for this fight. It's it's like um I had a I thought you would take the underdog on this because just uh, Phil Haas shows has shown the chin problems and uh Malkun has shown competent striking. But I just don't know if he packs enough power, and I don't think he's an explosive enough of an athlete to hurt Phil Hawes. I think Phil Hawes is a big dude. He's going to be more explosive. He can rely on his wrestling. Um, he has shown issues with his gas tank. Um, but then, you know, it, it's he's. I just feel like he's just just way better athlete. Um, I think Malkun is kind of coming in here um, as Robert Whitaker's main training partner. Let's get this guy a fight. He's going to be in my corner or fight a fight on the same card as me type of deal. Cause he's been in Whitaker's corner before. Um, I just haven't seen anything that has blown me away or made me confident in that he, that he can beat a guy like Phil Hawes. Um, but it's a playable number because Hawes has been hurt before. Malkun has shown a pretty good gas tank in the fights that I watched. Um, and, and he's got competent striking. So competent striking versus a guy that's gassed the fuck out in the third round can get a finish. But like you said, I'm just, it's, it's a nervous pick. Like it's, you know, gun to my head Hawes, but like Makun can pull it off. Hawes can gas out. If Hawes doesn't finish him in the first or second round, you know, who knows what the fuck's going to happen. I want to smile. Mm. I like Hawes. I think Hawes is the is the better fighter. But he's good. He's 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 the he's the better athlete. He's got bigger power. He's got probably better striking. He definitely has better grappling. The gas tank and the chin are All right. like well, I'm gonna see if you ride my fucking coattails for the final three fights. I'm gonna see how we pick. If if we're too lined up a little bit, I'm gonna come back and maybe switch. switch. Maybe. I don't know. I just have a fucking feeling. All right, next up. Alex you can tie or lose. <laughs> You know Alexander, I mean? Alexander Volkov, who is 21 and 8, he's minus 172 favorite. He is fighting Walt Harris, the big ticket. Underrated nickname. I actually like that nickname. 13 and 8. He's a plus 140 underdog. Dev, you got the big boys. Who we like here, bud? This is a good fight. This is a lot of fun. A lot of people are all over on this fight. Yeah. This what they I really feel like they're kind of doing a disservice to Walt Harris. I know they, I know they're really trying to ride his story of his daughter's, you know, kidnap and death, which is absolutely fucking terrible. Um, so they're like, he just beat, you know, he just beat Alistair Overeem. He just beat Alexander Volkov. I think they're really trying to do that because that's a marketable story. Um, but I really think that they should have gave him a guy like Ty Tuivasa that he could just knock the fuck out 
and add to his highlight reel and then give him, you know, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't, um, Walt Harris has got a near losing record. He's got 13 wins, eight losses. He's got, he's a super athletic dude. You know, he's got really big power, impressive knockouts. The way he knocked out Olenek, um, you know, made him blow up his knee. That was really, really, that was really, really impressive. Um, but he doesn't have a good gas tank. He, if he, after the, he's, he's another one round fighter. Um, he's, he's literally another one round fighter. Alexander Volkov has 31 wins and eight losses. So they both have the same amount of losses, but Volkov has three times the amount, nearly three times the amount of wins. Volkov has definitely fought the better guys. Um, everybody looks at the way he got knocked out by Derek Lewis. Um, but he was winning that fight up until that point. I don't think Walt Harris carries that same amount of power up into the third round. Um, I think if Volkov can stay away from Walt Harris, um, get into exchanges with him to make him throw, but make him gas. I think Volkov is just the more technical guy. He has a pretty good chin. The one thing he is lacking in the heavyweight division is knockout power. He doesn't have crushing power, even though he does have finishes. They're more of like, he's been piecing you up for a minute. You're getting tired. Holy fuck. I don't like this anymore. Um, I feel like you're going to pick Walt Harris, but I'm going to pick Volkov. I just think Volkov is a better fighter. He's got better wins. He's beaten way better dudes. Um, I If if the whole story that happened with Walt Harris's daughter and all, and all that didn't happen to him, he wouldn't be fighting this fight right now. It would be somebody, it would be someone lower in the rankings. And I hate to say that, but I just really feel like that's the absolute truth. Um, I, I would rather them give him a winnable fight that he can show out on. And he might make me look stupid. He might come out and finish Volkov in the first round. But Volkov is just such a technical, such a technical kickboxer. I just don't, I don't see that happening. Well, this is not going to be my send him home. Send him home. Send him home early. But who, but who am I? It's Walt Harris, baby. The big ticket. Let me tell you something, right? You're absolutely right. He's a one-round fighter, right? This goes later. I'm, I, we're in trouble. Walt, the Walt Harris who showed up against Alistair Overeem, who almost had Alistair Overeem hurt and finished in that first round, was 30 pounds out of shape. I've seen the embeddeds. Walt Harris looks to be in fantastic shape. Looks like he has his mind on right. He's got his head coach there. He's got Eric Andrews in his corner. He stayed in Alabama for this. He's training. I think his cardio is going to be better. Obviously, he's not never going to be a cardio machine. I think he's going to get after it. I think he's embarrassed by the Overeem fight, right? Overeem, world-class fighter, one of the best to ever do it. I think he's going to be embarrassed. I think Volkov's going to want to stay away from him in that first round. Use his length. Use his size. But listen, Volkov's 6'7". Walt Harris is 6'5". The reach of disadvantage isn't going to be all that big. I'm not worried about it. I think Volkov looked a little rusty on the feet with um, Curtis Blades. I think Curtis Blades hit him a little too much for my liking. Curtis Blades doesn't have the best hands in the world. I think if you get hit by Walt Harris, you're going to get finished. I mean, this guy's finished. Chase Sermon, Shiro Asker, Daniel Spitz. Uh, had a no uh, split decision, no contest. Andre Lowski, Price and Weed shit. Knocked out Sergey Spivak. Knocked out Alexei Olenek. Almost had Overeem knocked out where he's 30 pounds overweight. This guy can get it done. You got to take him. In the first round. So if you are in a state that allows live betting, I would bet this under one and a half in Walt Moneyline. If it goes past two rounds, 
hammer Volkov as much as you can because I just don't see Walt uh, winning it past the second round. However, I'm going to take Walt Harris here. Underdog play, plus 140. Might send him home. Um, I think he can catch him, right? Volkov's been knocked out two or three times. He's been hurt multiple times in fights. I think he get done. Walt Harris as a finisher. Uh, when he comes in shape, I think he would have finished Alistair Overeem if he wasn't so fat. Um, and I think he he looks fantastic. I think he's going to look fantastic on the scales tomorrow as well. So, yeah, Walt Harris, big ticket, baby. Big ticket. All right, yeah. co-main event. We'll go ahead. No, that's kind of like that's what I'm leaning on. I agree with you 100. Um, like if if you are going to you know bet any props, definitely bet the prop that it goes that it's under a round and a half. You could even bet the prop of a first round finish. Um, and if it goes later, I, I favor Volkov, and that's why I'm I'm just favoring him to fight smart. I feel like he has a better fight IQ. I just I'm I'm betting on him being the veteran and fighting like a vet. And and using Walt Harris's weakness to his advantage, that's really what I'm betting on. But you're 100 percent right. Walt Harris could come out here and just fucking knock his head off because the dude cracks really hard. I do. I don't see Volk. I don't see Volko going for a takedown. I don't see how he could get Walt Harris down. He's not a wrestler. They're going to clinch a lot if anything. Try to wear Walt down. But I just see Walt's catching him. He's fast. He's it's, athletic. He's he's tough, dude. It's it's 100 doable. And and if it doesn't go past that, if it goes past the round and a half, you could just fucking hedge it. Like you said. Yeah, but if it goes past that round, fucking Volkov's going to be a huge favorite. But, yeah, I mean, this is a fight that I'm going to play. This is a fight that I don't do live betting. I got to drive to Indiana for my pets. Bets. Pets. But, um, yeah, I like this. All right, come in event. We got the two big fights here. Robert Whitaker, the Reaper. Bobby Knuckles, plus 104. Underdog, he's 21 and, uh, what is that, 21 and 5. Excuse me, Jared Cannonier. Crystals. I'm just going Crystals. I know that's not his nickname. It's the Killer Gorilla. Uh, 13 and 4. He's a minus 128. Underdog, I lead the dance here. Um, yeah, this fight's tough. Okay, so this is the fight that hung me up all week. Um, Cannoneers look great at 185, but I feel like some of that competition was kind of made for him. I think I feel like his only real win is Hermanson. He fucking kicked Anderson Silva's legs out. Great. Um, and he beat fucking David Branch, who's in the UFC anymore, who wasn't on a steroid, so he couldn't compete uh, with the highest level. We haven't seen Ken Near go three rounds yet, which is a big thing. He looks to be in tremendous shape. I, I heard he didn't even have to cut weight for this fight, like literally no weight. He just came in trimmed and ready. I mean, he looks fucking unbelievable considering where he came from, um, from heavyweight to now, to now to this. I've watched a lot of Robert Whitaker fights. I've watched a lot of Janet Ken Near fights. Whitaker... Is striking is is very good. It's very in and out. It's very herky jerky, and he goes for it. Jared Cannonier is a pretty good counter striker. He's not the fastest guy in the world. He does hit very hard, and he but he's a really good counter striker. Whitaker's got to watch out for that. He got caught by a counter with Darren Till, um, but you know he looked really good in that fight. He 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 fought five rounds. This is a three round fight, which I think advantages uh, Cannonier. I think it was a five round fight. I, I think Rob, Robert Whitaker maybe would be the favorite. Whitaker's fought the better competition. He's a former champion. I know a lot of people think he's washed. He's out of it. Uh, I just don't know if I buy Cannoneer yet. I want Cannoneer to win in a way because I think Cannoneer, if he's the real deal, he goes out there and destroys Whitaker. We see Izzy versus Cannoneer. I'm an Izzy guy. I want to see that fight. I necessarily don't really want to see Robert Whitaker versus Izzy because I think the same thing's going to happen what happened before. Um, with that being said, though, the plus number next to Robert Whitaker's name is something I can't look over. 
Uh, I think the guy is faster and I think he's going to be in and out. I think he's just got really watched to get caught. He's fought very similar bulky, big guys like Kenny in the past with the Yo Romero who Yo Romero is a little more explosive, but he does like the counter. Uh, Kenanier isn't as explosive, but I think probably maybe hits just as hard as Yo Romero and is a little more accurate and has better fight IQ. Not to be long-winded here, I'm going Robert Whitaker. I'm actually pretty confident in this pick now that I finally landed on it. Robert Whitaker, Bobby Michaels, plus 104. Almost my underdog lock, but I, I respect Cannonier too much to do that to him. So, listen, you've been singing Jared Cannonier's praises for months. If you don't pick him, you're dead. Who you got, Dad? So, what, what I'm looking at is they're both at a minus at, like, I'm not going to say the other 10. Yeah, yeah, don't. Um, Let me look at my side. But, yeah, my side, Whitaker's still a plus, so we're good. My 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 bookie's a you plus. You might want to refresh it. Yeah, because that, plus. Everywhere, I'm, everywhere I'm looking is they're both minus 110, minus 111, minus 108, minus 120, minus 110, minus 107, minus 107. So they have it as a dead pick them, minus 111, minus 111. Um, the, the, the larger, you know, the – Bigger minus is coming in just, on Cannoneer by like just refreshed plus still in the plus baby hammer really? it yeah so that if you um it's a winnable fight for both guys um I looked at a lot of Robert Whitaker and a lot of Jared Cannoneer I'm a fan of both guys I like both guys I've watched both I've watched you know all of their fights a lot of time not all their fights but a lot of their UFC fights multiple times um. I think Robert Whitaker has similar issues to Korean Zombie where it comes to they're in an exchange. Their opponent will exit the exchange, and Robert Whitaker will chase exchanges. I think that's a big problem with him, and I think that's why Robert Whitaker gets countered a lot. Robert Whitaker does get hit a lot. He's tough as fuck, but all the times you see him get hit, he's chasing down those lengthy explosive combinations. I feel like... He's explosive and fast, and that's why he can hurt a lot of people with those. And he likes to do that ducking high kick, um, that herky-jerky weird high kick that he does. Um, I just feel like Jared Cannonier hits so hard, and Robert Whitaker has taken so much damage. Like that step-in elbow that that Till hit Robert Whitaker with, if Jared Cannonier threw that same strike, Robert Whitaker would have left on a stretcher. Um, I think Jared Cannonier will give up rounds, but he is a pretty accurate counterpuncher. Um, and the self-belief that Jared Cannonier has is like unparalleled. The dude really, really believes that he is made to be the middleweight champion. Whether it's true or not is, is something else, but Jared Cannonier has another another realm of self-belief. Um, I actually don't like that. He, what he's been talking this week, I feel like he's a little delusional to me. He hasn't done anything it's, yet. It's almost it's like Joanna um, leading up to to Rose, uh, and Joanna was saying, "Is my destiny? I'm the best." And she was doing these speeches. I'm like, "This bitch is gonna get knocked out." Yeah. So, um, I just feel like Robert Whitaker has gets touched in every fight. He gets hurt in every fight. He survives and wins. Um, obviously, besides Israel Adesanya. Um, but I just think Jared Cannonier will probably lose the fight. Probably get touched. I think Robert Whitaker is probably going to try to mix in some takedowns. Um, Cannonier. Don't you do it. Cannonier has shown. Oh, I'm picking Jared Cannonier. Okay. Okay. Um, you just Jared, said, I think Jared Cannonier is going to lose the fight. And I thought it was coming around to. No. Okay. Gotcha. I think he'll be losing the fight. Gotcha. Until gotcha. He wins okay. The fight. Okay. Okay. Um, 
like I can see I can see Robert Whitaker having success, um, having success being the faster fighter. But I just I mean, I don't love to rely on someone's power when that's their. It's it's like kind of like betting Francis Ngannou, but I, obviously I feel like Jerry Cannonier is a more complete fighter than Ngannou. Um, I just think Cannonier at one point in his life, the dude weighed 300 pounds. Like he is now walking around at like, he's probably cutting four or five pounds. I heard of water he was weight. one. I heard he was 187. Did, 187. But he's fucking shred city. Cause there's no fact to cut, right? He's talking about, he made a joke on fight Island. So he's like, Oh, well, Oh, to Michael Chiesa. He's like, if I win this fight, if I win the belt, you come up to 85, I'll go to 70. Because he was talking about how big Chiesa looked. And he's, I think he was serious. I think he's saying things he could cut to 70. I'm pretty sure, like, even out of all the heavyweights, like, right now on Fight Island, Jared Cannonier might just be, like, the strongest dude on that whole fucking island. Like, he's definitely the most shredded dude. There's, oh, there's no one on the island. Walt there's Hare. no one on the island. Walt Harris, so yeah, in Walt the embedded. Harris. Walt Harris is. They walk by each Walt other. Harris. Walt's like, dude, why are you walking around with your shirt off? You're embarrassing me. He's like, I'm still cute, though. But when they were by each other, Cannonier shred city, but Walt Harris is a fucking big dude. He's a, he's a, he's a beast of a man. Yeah. But, like. Uh, Cannoneer's got to be the most in dude shape on Fight Island right now. Yeah, like the amount of push ups that guy could probably do or pull ups, like on a pull up bar, he could probably rip off like two hundred in a row. Who do you think would win an arm stupid. wrestling match, him or me? Um, if you use both arms, you would have a chance. I'm fucking, <laughs> I've never lost. Arm wrestling before. <laughs> fucking shoulders are giant. All right, man, that time. Are, the, are you the champ of the office? <laughs> Uh, well, there's a guy at work. He's not watching this, but there's a guy at work who was on a platform that was like, all right, let's arm wrestle. And I put my arm in a box and he just shot it down while he was like four feet in the air. And he's like, I won. He won't rematch me. Anyway, man, in that time. Is that the same guy you wrestled? Yes. Yeah, same day too. I kicked his ass wrestling five seconds later. Oh God. <laughs> main event time. This is what we're here for, baby. Khabib Nurmagomedov minus 340. Numbers jumping all over the place. He's undefeated. He's 28. No, everyone knows that. Justin Gage, he is 22 and 2. He's a plus 260. Devin, you got the main event first here, buddy. I'm pretty sure I know who you're going to pick, but break it down how you see it, and I'm going to break it down how I see it. And uh, let's go. Um, Everybody's talking about Justin Gage's amazing takedown defense and all of his amazing wrestling, but he is literally the only people that. Michael Johnson took him down, but like the other shots that Michael Johnson took were like out of desperation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's, I, I don't, Justin Gaethje hasn't fought anybody that's coming out to strictly take him down and, and turn it into a wrestling grappling match. Um, Everybody stands with him, whether they win or lose, everybody stands with him. Um, Eddie Alvarez took him down, but that was, and made takedown attempts, but that's also when he was gassed and after they both took a lot of damage. Um, there's just a lot of fucking factors on picking Khabib in this fight. Like his dad just passed away. His dad was his main coach. I mean, um, everybody has, everybody loves their parents, but the relationship that this guy had with his dad was like, you know, unparalleled. I don't know anybody that's this close. That's that close to a parent. Um, also his head coach. I don't know if his dad is there to crack the whip. Um, I feel like Khabib is going to, he, the dude cared about his dad so much. I feel like it's either going to make him fight at a deficit or he's going to be like, this is for my dad's honor. And he is going to put Justin Gaethje's head through the canvas. Um, it's like one or the other for me. Um, Gaethje has big, big power. Um, if Gaethje can, 
Gaethje has really good shot selection when it comes to punches, especially since he decided to stop getting into brawls with people. I really like Justin Gaethje and I really like Khabib Nurmagomedov. Both of you and I both picked Gaethje to beat Tony Ferguson, and we both picked him to do it by knockout. Um, so um, we we both nailed that one, and that's exactly what happened. Um, it's just hard to bet against Khabib. He's got a perfect record. I I feel like. If Khabib slips and doesn't get that first or second takedown, um, and Justin Gaethje puts hands on him, um, Khabib, I when I watch him fight and he gets hit, he doesn't panic, but he doesn't look like he loves to get hit. And we all know Justin Gaethje doesn't give a fuck about getting hit. Justin Gaethje will take three to land one. Um, Gaethje can put hands on Khabib and finish this fight. Um, I just think Khabib is going – he said it. He goes, you've never fought anybody that's going to come out and wrestle you for 25 round, twenty-five minutes for five straight rounds. Khabib sounds like he's ready to wrestle for five rounds. Khabib has been known to take rounds off. Everybody talks about the, the ally Quinta fight. To me, Khabib seems like the type of guy that does a lot of tape study on his opponents. But at the same time, it's like how are you going to tape study for somebody that doesn't get taken down? Um Everybody knows what Khabib wants to do and nobody can stop it. Everybody says that. Um, Khabib isn't the greatest takedown specialist. He will chase it and chain it together over and over again. He likes that single leg. He likes to grab the single leg and force your back against the cage and then take you down with trips. And then once you're down, you're fucked. Like if you're, if Khabib is on top of you, you're either getting finished in that round or you're losing that round. And more than likely it's a 10, eight round. Like there's not many times where Khabib, if, if Khabib's on top of you, it's you lost the round at, at, at a minimum. Um, so it's it's just hard for me to pick Justin Gaethje. I love Justin Gaethje. I, I've, I have a weird feeling that Justin Gaethje is going to knock out Khabib. I have a weird feeling. But he could also win a decision because the way that fights are supposed to be judged is by damage. Um, effective, you know, damage, effective striking, effective grappling, octagon control. Um, Khabib's most effective weapon is his you know is his wrestling so it's the damage can and should outweigh wrestling if if justin gaethje hurts him a couple times he could win this fight even by decision but i do see khabib um just doing what he always does um gaethje has been more measured he has shown a better gas tank like he showed a good gas tank against tony ferguson but it's a good gas tank because he's striking and fighting on his terms how good is your gas tank when you're on your back getting your legs grapevine and getting put in the Dagestani handcuff and the other dude is putting his forehead in your fucking nose and punching you, you know, just, just, you know, beating the shit out of you. So it's just hard to, it's hard to bet against Khabib. Um, but Justin Gaethje is a live dog in this fight. A hundred percent. Um, at plus, what do you have? I know he's at 260. So, so at plus 260 odds, like if you're a betting man and you're just betting numbers, Justin Gaethje is probably the most live dog to fight Khabib in the last 10 fights. I think he's got the best chance out of Khabib's last 10 opponents to beat him. Um, I think Dustin Poirier was too worried about the takedown. Um, was too worried about the takedown to really try to let his hands go. Justin Gaethje likes to move forward. Um, that... Khabib doesn't have those reactive blast doubles. I'm sure he's been fucking training them because Justin Gaethje likes to move forward. Um, but I, I'm, I mean, 
I could talk about it forever. Yeah, I, I'm, gonna, I'm leaning Khabib. I'm leaning Khabib. Um, I have a feeling you're picking Gaethje. Um, it, I mean, what a what a, it'd be crazy if Gaethje won this fight. The the UFC would be turned upside down. It'd be incredible. It really would. People said that when um, he beat Ferguson. <clears throat> yeah, because Ferguson um, was supposed to fight Khabib forever. Are you taking Khabib? Lock it in. I'm taking Khabib. All right. Yeah, I'm taking Khabib. Well, listen, you don't win money betting against Khabib. You just don't, right? That it's like the old saying: you don't win money betting against Alabama. You don't win money betting against Patriots. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't gamble football anymore. I don't gamble college football. You bet money winning underdogs. Okay. Now you broke it down stylistically of how the fight's going to go. I, there, there's nothing I can say more than you. Khabib's going to want to take this fight to the ground. Justin Gaethje is going to want to keep this standing. Justin Gaethje has wrestled. He has a wrestling past. Apparently his best um, wrestling weapon when he wrestled collegially was his defensive. Apparently he gave Jordan Burroughs fits, one of the greatest All-American wrestlers of all time. He knocked out Jordan Burroughs' teeth when Burroughs was trying to take him down. Look up Jordan Burroughs was Ben Askren, who's also a f- fantastic wrestler. Jordan Burroughs completely destroys Ben Kill Askren. Him. Right. <laughs> so Gaethje, we've heard about the wrestling chops. Will it matter against Khabib? Yes or no? If he's against the cage, he's fucked. If he's in the center, Khabib's not getting that single like he did against Connor. He's not getting that single like he did against Daryl Horcher. He's not getting those singles. You go back all the way to the Glaze and T-Bow fight. Glaze and T-Bow, good grappler, not the best wrestler, but good grappler. Khabib couldn't take him down. Didn't take him down one time. That's he when was he, on steroids. That's when he went to AKA, though. He hadn't been to AKA yet. Then he went to AKA, and all he had was a single. And he started working his upper body with DC, chest on chest, one underhook, one overhook. Um, that's where he's the best against the cage, chest to chest, one underhook, one overhook. You start searching for another uh, the underhook, he dumps you down. I've watched countless videos of how to defeat Khabib's wrestling. I've watched countless videos of all the times Justin Gaethje has wrestled. I'm taking all that away, right? There's a there's Yanni the Greek, that fucking bozo. The way he picks fights is he doesn't even look at the names or numbers. He looks at stats, which I think is horrible. When you got a guy who's so dominant against another guy, I start looking at things that are a little immeasurable, right? So Justin Gaethje has Trevor Whitman in his corner, who's a pretty goddamn good coach. Trevor Whitman was with Rose Namajunas when she upset at Ioana as a huge underdog, right? No one thought anyone's going to beat Ioana, knocked her out. Um, Trevor Whitman was the coach for Rashad Evans when Rashad won the title. He was the coach for Shane Carlin when Shane Carlin went to the title. Um, didn't win it. Well, he won the intern, but he got smoked by Brock Lesnar. This guy's been in there. He's been in there against the odds. He knows how to come up with a game plan. Justin Gaethje's crazy. Justin Gaethje is another level. Justin Gaethje also took that fight on Tony Ferguson on very short notice. It was a new improved Justin Gaethje, the very patient Justin Gaethje. He took the fight on short notice. That wasn't even what we got to see yet. He's evolving all the time. He's always said, I haven't wrestled in fights because I get tired, right? He's had three, four months knowing this fight's coming up to train. And he's got a little guy in his camp now who they've released footage of them going back and forth wrestling as Kamar Usman, who's a bigger Khabib, essentially, right? Maybe not as polished as a, as a Dagestan wrestler's Khabib, but a good, big fucking wrestler, and, and Kamar couldn't hold him down. Justin Gaethje, his take down the fence is good, but his scrambling's better. Now you got Khabib. Khabib's striking is pretty good. A lot of people shit on it a little bit. His striking's okay. Obviously, he dropped Connor. He was really aggressive with Ally Quinta. He likes to march forward. Um, he doesn't, uh, his defense, his quick reflexes are really good. His head movement's really good. If you catch him stiff, like Michael Johnson hit him uh, pretty good. I didn't think he was all that rock, but he de- definitely got buzz. Poirier buzzed him a little bit. Um, Connor didn't really do much to him. 
So there's options for Khabib here in the stand-up, right? Um, Khabib's been saying all week. So now you got to look at the mental side of this thing. Khabib's been saying all week, I'm going to make this guy tired. I'm going to make this guy tired. Justin has already said, wrestling makes me tired. Khabib has been wrestling his whole life, doesn't get tired, right? He takes rounds off, but he doesn't get tired. Khabib's going to go out there, wrestle hard. And he said on the interview with on the uh, embeddeds with uh, Daniel Cormier too, he said the difference between me and you and DC is you suit a single leg against Stipe, you don't get it, and you don't shoot the rest of the fight. You just gave up on it. With me, if I shoot a single leg, I don't get it, I'm shooting 100 times, right? I think Khabib can shoot 100 times and not get tired. I really do. He looks to be in good shape. Obviously, we've got the dad stuff hanging over him. What's that going to be like? I'm not too worried about that right now because I've bet against guys who've been in tragic losses and they've looked great. And then there's times like Walt Harris and Jake Shields when they've lost people and they've looked like shit, right? Jake Shields' dad died like a week before the Jake Ellerberger fight and got knocked out, right? He was a huge favorite in that fight. Anyway, so you go, you look at what they're saying. Justin Gage is saying all the right things. Are you going to believe him? You're not going to believe him, right? He's with Trevor Whitman. He's doing all the right stuff. Long story short, I'm taking Justin Gage as the underdog here. I think he's going to knock out Khabib. I think he's going to catch Khabib late in the fight. I think it's the only way he wins. I do not think they're going to give Justin Gage a decision in Abu Dhabi. There's going to be fucking riots in the street. If it's a close fight, Justin Gage's fucked. I think the strategy for Justin Gage is not kick the legs. Do not kick the legs because you can catch it. Kick the cap. Kick the calf, kick the calf, kick the calf. No one has kicked Khabib's calf. They're afraid to kick because he's going to catch it. The minute he reaches low to catch a kick, he's going to get kicked in his fucking head. He's not going to do that. Do not kick above the knee. Kick calf only. Take that spring away, right? He's going to have to do that. And Justin Gaethje, he's got devastating leg kicks. Edson Barboza. The best, the best, he, he has the best leg kicks in the UFC. Just, he has the best. Edson Barboza tried to kick Khabib, but he kicked him too high. The calf kick, it wasn't all that hot around the time Khabib and uh, Edson fought. Edson just got, got pushed against the cage. Edson actually did really good in that fight with some of the takedown offense, but when he got down, he was dead, right? He got the shit kicked out of him. But he defended pretty well in some of those takedown exchanges. I think Gacy's going to defend well. I just hope he doesn't get tired. In the third round, I think if Khabib does his classic take-a-round-off yeah. type shit— I think Gaethje's going to catch him. I think he's going to bust him up. You don't win money betting against Khabib, but I'm a fucking dangerous man here, okay? And I'm going Gaethje at plus 260. Any reasonable person that is in the MMA handicap game, they're going to take a look at that number. Yes, Khabib might be the best pound for pound in the world, but when you see plus 260 against Justin Gaethje, and his wrestling's unknown. We hear all this shit. We haven't seen it, right? 100% Um, So it's unknown. And you know what Khabib's going to do. We already know that. There's no surprises in his game. So I'm going Gaethje here. This was a fight that I was really back and forth all week on. I watched so many Khabib fights. I've literally watched YouTube videos of his wrestling. I've watched YouTube videos on Justin. Uh, I'm going to go Gaethje here. I'm a little confident. I'm definitely going to bet this fight as well just because of the underdog number next to it. I just closed a card on three underdogs there. Three underdogs. Walt, Robert, Justin. Three underdog closes. Finish your thought, then I'm going to need to get your locks and stuff. It's... The way that I see this fight is like could the same round that he decided to do with Connor, even though Connor was gassed and got dropped and all that shit. That that stand up round that everybody claims he lost against Connor, whether he lost it or not. Oh, he lost it. Um, he gave it to him. He, he lost it. I don't think he can afford to do that with Justin no. Gagey. Dude, and I that's Quinta the problem too. That I have. I uh, Quinta. That's the problem that I have. Four and five, they stood up. And I really, th- I I think he. I think Iaquinta was the opponent that he 
respected the least and did the least tape study on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Gaethje can really rely on his footwork to stay away from the to stay away from takedowns out in the open. But like you said, if Khabib gets his back against the cage, he's fucked. Um, but if Khabib decides to take a round off, it's just not. I mean, against someone like Justin Gaethje, you can't take a round off. You got to keep your foot on the gas. The way you beat Justin Gaethje. I mean, the way that Eddie Alvarez did it was he put his foot on the gas and he out-toughed him. The way that Dustin Poirier did it was he put his foot on the gas and he out-toughed him. Um, Khabib has to do the same thing, but in his own realm, he cannot take his foot off the gas because Justin Gaethje will press forward. Another thing as well is Khabib's 28 now. And you can argue some of those fights weren't his best performances, but he's got it done. There's not Besides the Gleason T-Bow fight, there really hasn't been that many close Khabib fights, right? I've been watching MMA long enough. I've been following long enough that there's no one I have seen yet. The greatest of all times, John Jones, Chuck Liddell in his prime, Randy Couture, all these guys, right? They're the top. They're not even lose, but there's a time where even in their prime, there'll be a fight where they don't look so great, right? There's a fight where they start slipping. Anderson Silva, same way when he was the greatest of all time. There's some fights in there. The Damian Meyer, the Talos Latham fight. He didn't look great, but he's still the greatest of all time. John Jones. Dom Reyes and John Jones. Tiago Santos, John Jones as well. Yeah. Khabib hasn't had that yet. There hasn't been a fight like that yet. It could be that. So you're 28 no. I think Khabib could come out there a little flat, right? There's the thing where his dad's not around. Maybe he's not training all that hard. His teammates have already fought. They haven't looked all that great. They've looked a little flat as well. He didn't go to AKA. He's trained in Dagestan. He's dealing with a lot. Gagey said, how hard is this guy getting pushed by these guys? You know, he's he's the best in the world. He's Khabib. All these people love him. Are they in there telling him he's the best in the world? Are they in there trying to take his head off? Khabib knows his game. He knows to get in there, wrestle, take him down. But when he can't do that and he starts getting roughed up, I really want to see how he react. I like Khabib. Is I'm his- a fan of Khabib. But there's going to be a time, 28 now. Floyd Mayweather's had it too. You look at Floyd Mayweather, the, the Marcus Madonna fight. He looked a little rusty. They had a rematch. Yeah. Luis Castillo early in his career. A lot of people think he lost that fight. The Miguel Cotto fight. The greatest of all time, even if they're undefeated, they'll have these fights where they look human. We haven't seen Khabib look human yet. And I really, and if anyone's going to bring it out, it's this fucking wild dude, Justin Gates, who just doesn't give a fuck. And he's going to go in there and he's going to fucking pound your head in. So he's so I'm serious. I'm so excited for this fight. Gaethje. Justin Gaethje takes his training so fucking seriously. Yeah. Um, like he's he's been cash apping or Venmoing guys in his camp. I'm sure you saw the picture. One of his one of his teammates, you know, dropped on the body shot. Yeah, dropped on the body shot. Um, also in the beginning of training camp, there is that leaked footage of Gaethje getting head kicked, head kicked yeah. real bad. Yeah. Um, that, fucking, he ate so, it like he ate it like Eminem's though. All right, I'm gonna seriously. Need, you have your you have your underdog locked. You copied mine. No, no big deal. I need your send him home. I need your mortal, bud. Your absolute oh, fucking best bet. The people watching, the people listening, who 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 are they gonna take to the counter and bet on? Um, so I'm gonna go with my mortal lock of Casey Kenny. Casey Kenny. All right. And um I don't know if I'm gonna s- Send him home. Do, uh, I'm gonna do a uh, Jung Jung Send him home. To um, I'm gonna do it to send him to send him home to Sam Alvey. Yeah. Um, let me just look over that one more time before we solidify that 100. percent That's locked in. I wrote it down. It's locked in. It's already per- it's permanent. All right. Yeah, permanent. All Take right, it. that's it. Okay. That's the show. We're at hour 18 minutes. Good lord. <laughs> Subscribe Dude. to both of us. We're here with our with our names, and that's it, Dev. That's the show, bud. Let's go. Later, All right, brother. See ya. See ya. Have a good night. See you, buddy. 
Dev Tejada is on the show. Uh, great pick him. I cannot wait for this fucking main event. Holy shit. Uh, I hope you liked it. I hope you liked the show. Um, trying something new. Subscribe on YouTube. We're, we're doing live shows, doing live pick Um, Midday card starts early. Early drinking, early eating. I love it. All right, that's it. See ya. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I said let her dance. Woo! 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 Come on, man. Woo! Hey, little pal, we don't want to... Come on, motherfucker. Back. Come on. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.